The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Tina Lehman. Eleven physical challenges to take this month. Some people don't need any help finding physical challenges. They naturally and intuitively figure out ways to engage physically with the world and test their prowess. But that's not everyone, or else we'd see people sprinting down the street, hurdling park benches, climbing flagpoles, and swinging from tree branch to tree branch. It'd be a cool world, to be sure. It's just not the one we live in. In this world, where physical challenges are usually optional, we have to go looking for them. What are some fitness challenges to try? I've got 11. Number one, climb a tree tall enough to make you a little queasy. How high you go depends on the climber's faculties and experience. Don't underestimate yourself on this one, however. This one, of course, tests both psychological and physical fitness. Everyone has that point where they begin questioning the decision to climb. And climbing itself requires hand-eye coordination, tactical planning, and physical strength. Compared to bouldering, climbing a tree is much more user-friendly, allowing the climber to dictate the terms of ascent. You can rest in between branches or go full steam ahead. You can get winded or take long rest periods in between bouts of exertion. Try different routes up and back. Practice until you can ascend and descend smoothly. Do pull-ups and dips on the branches. Use your legs for assistance if needed. Take a selfie at the top, post it to social media, and bask in the adulation. You earned it. Number two, return to an activity you used to do all the time but haven't touched in years. For me, it'd be basketball. I always liked the game but was too small to make it very far in school. That's actually why I turned to running. The more illustrious football and basketball options didn't work for a guy my size. Maybe you were incredibly passionate about martial arts as a kid but drifted away after high school. Go take an introductory class at the local gym. They're usually free. Maybe you were a decent wrestler in high school. Get back into it. Barring that, roughhouse with a friend. Maybe you figure skated as a kid, giving it up when it became apparent you weren't elite-level material. Go down to the ice rink and strap on a pair. See how it feels. Unearth your passions and check for viability. Number three, go rucking for at least three hours. From hunter-gatherers lugging auroch quarters back to camp, Roman legionnaires carrying 80-pound packs on campaigns to patchouli-scented Trestafarians backpacking their bong through Bali. The act of trekking with something heavy on your person is a time-honored human tradition. Maybe you grab a couple friends and go backpacking in the nearest uninterrupted slice of nature. Lots of places have short backpacking trips you can cover in two to three nights. Maybe you do a day hike with a really heavy bag. Maybe you freak your neighbors out by walking around the block a few times with a kettlebell in the rack position. Just carry something heavy and go walk. Number four, swim in cold water for 10 minutes. Aim for sub-65 degree water, cold enough that you inhale sharply, but not so cold that you have to take Wim Hof's course just to survive. Swim sprints with plenty of rest. Swim laps at a low pace. Try swimming the entire length of the pool underwater. See at least how far you can get. Breaststroke and freestyle are the easiest strokes to learn from scratch. You don't have to swim, you could just sit there, but I find swimming, even very light swimming, helps me deal with the cold water. Number five, try a set of weighted max rep, 20 minimum, squats. There's something about putting a moderately heavy weight on your shoulders, 
squatting down, coming back up, and repeating it as many times as you can. They don't have to be back squats. Other options include zercher hold, the front rack position, goblet squats, wearing a weighted vest, or holding weights in your hands. And they don't have to be heavy. Aim for 20 reps at least, so choose a weight that makes that possible but really difficult at the same time. It should be a struggle toward the end. These 20 rep squats are sometimes called breathing squats because you have to stop in the middle to catch your breath. Number six, do the horse stance for at least five minutes. It's a mainstay of Chinese martial arts whose proponents say it develops a type of lower body strength and stability unlike any other exercise. It teaches you to root to the ground. It's also not too bad for the quads and glutes. Assuming you have the flexibility, it starts out real easy. But after 30 to 45 seconds, things get serious. Your thighs might start trembling. You might feel the urge to dip your shoulders and break the integrity of your spine. Work up to being able to sit in the horse stance for five minutes. Do it every morning, first thing when you get up. I find it opens the hips up quite nicely, so any subsequent movement comes more easily. For a little added difficulty, try slowly rising up on your toes while in the stance. Maintain the upright torso, then slowly lower yourself back down and repeat. If you can get someone to whack you with bamboo poles every few seconds, all the better. Number seven, do the Wingate test. The Wingate test is what exercise physiologists use to test an athlete's peak anaerobic output. Four 30-second all-out sprints on a stationary bike at maximal resistance with four minutes rest in between. To illustrate just how difficult these are, subjects performing Wingate tests typically get puke buckets. This month, take a Wingate test. I don't intend for you to commission an exercise scientist to run a study on you. Just get your hands on a stationary bike of some sort, crank up the resistance, and do it. Set aside 20 minutes or so to complete the whole thing. Puke bucket is up to you. Number eight, walk all day long. Long, long walks are restorative. They're where you find yourself, where you arrive at solutions to problems you thought were unsolvable but they're also physically harder than you think. Most people just aren't prepared to walk all day long anymore. Even people with pristine 10K daily step records bow out after a few hours. You may have to work up to an all-day walk by taking lots of shorter walks. This is my secret trick to get you to walk more frequently. I recommend a blend of city and country if you can make it work. That way you can stop for coffee, maybe browse a bookstore, ford a stream, hear a hawk's cry, climb a tree, you know, do it all. Number nine, run a mile for time. Men, try to break seven minutes. Women, try to break eight minutes. Move that number up if you're older or out of shape. Drop it down if you're younger or in great shape. But think about keeping it intact if only to motivate you to do your best. Run that mile. Number 10, compete against another human. Competition is good to a point. It drives us to be our best, and it wrings every last drop of quality out of us. It's also a powerful motivator, helping us ignore pain and suffering in order to perform and beat the other person. Competition can be formal. Join an adult sports league, sign up for a strongman or powerlifting competition. Or informal. Challenge the local bully to a foot race. It can take many forms, but what's important is that you test your physical prowess against another human. And number 11, 
attained the feat you've been pining after. Everyone has that white whale of exercises, that physical feat that just eludes us. Sometimes it remains out of grasp because we're not really trying as hard as we can to get it. This month, get it. Want your first real pull-up? Get after it. Want to beat your Fran time? Start training. Want to bench press body weight? Redouble your efforts. Drop everything and work solely toward achieving this specific goal. And if you don't achieve your goal, you've improved and progressed. Okay, enough talk. Get moving, folks. Accept a challenge, then defeat it. Thanks for listening and have a fun day.